All right. Hey, Dan, how are you? I'm doing well, Brian. How are you doing? Good. All right. So we have Dan from Metro Nova Creative, uh, a design and web agency. I think you do all digital stuff Um, and you're downtown. So give us a little bit of history about yourself um, and how you got into this business. Sure. Thanks, uh, Brian. Really good to see you. Thanks for having me on. Um, again, my name is Dan. I'm the uh, founder and creative director at Metro Nova Creative, and we inspire business owners to love their brand. And we do that by creating great products like logos, websites, and marketing materials that really help small businesses specifically um, elevate you know, in their competition because that first couple of few years is, is so imperative for success. And I strongly believe that this entire nation's built on the backs of small businesses. And I wanted to create a business that um, offered them every opportunity to succeed, you know, in an affordable way. Um, I've really, I've been in the design industry for almost 20 years now. Uh, and it really started in high school, um, being involved in kind of graffiti and hip hop, hardcore culture, um, and hand illustrating out, like the kids in school would do like their, you know, their demo tape for their band that they recorded in their mom's basement. And they would ask me if I could draw the, uh, paper slip that would go in the cassette tape. So that'll date me a little bit, but, um, <laughs> You know, I just, uh, I remember I did one and it was like this weird graffiti alien guy. It's very vivid in my memory. And he had these like big, doofy studio can headphones on. And I, I wrote like down the back of it, like songs for the deaf. And I thought it was so profound and like very cool. But, um, you know, I'm sure there's about 10 million albums called that nowadays. But uh, it was just kind of this interesting moment where I was like, oh, what's this? And, um, you know, as I got older and, you know, was painting graffiti and stuff, um, I started kind of realizing that like I'm, I'm six, seven. So it was really hard for me to hide behind stuff. Like people, <laughs> like cops are going to see me from like 19 miles away. Like there's that tall guy painting. So I realized that there wasn't a lot, lot of longevity in that career and, um, started moving into, uh, photography. Um, cause I was, you know, I'd still go out and like, you know, people would go paint and I would take photos and, um, we actually used dark rooms back then. It was a thing. Um, <laughs> you really aging yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that was, you know, kind of the early stage of that, like early two thousands and stuff. And, um, you know, from that evolved, you know, I'd get into Photoshop to edit the photos I'd, back then we'd have to like scan it and then move it in and play with it some more and then moved into illustrator and, um, really, you know, did a lot of just primarily layout design work. And it wasn't until around 2008, um, you know, the Occupy Wall Street type of kind of era and um, recession was happening and a lot of people were losing their jobs. And I knew that, you know, in that time, I was like, you know, a lot of people are going to have to start a business out of necessity. Um, right. You know, maybe it was like their side hustle and, and now it's time like, well, I'm not getting my job back. I got to, you know, take a chance. And and the one um, aspect of design work that I had never done, I hated it actually, was logo design. Um, it's now my favorite thing to do. Um, but logo design, I'd never done it. I, I, you know, it was like icky. I didn't, you know, it was like naming someone's baby for them. It was just, <laughs> it felt, I felt like it was too much pressure um, creatively at the time. You know, like layout was a safe space for me. Um, and some illustration work was safe. So, but I knew, hey, like clearly this is a good investment in my my career, right? Is learning this this um, rarely well done trade. And so I spent a year doing free logos. Um, I just was like, anybody, wow. that one? I was like, just, I'll, I'll do it. Give it to me, <laughs> I'll do it. Um, I'm glad a lot of those files are gone. I'll, I'll say that, um, but it really taught me um, a lot about small businesses and their needs and, and understanding, you know, and I had always been done doing freelance design and I did over a decade of production design and, and print shops and sign shops. And the overall theme that kept recurring was small business owners were not prepared for the brand expectations of growth. You know, like you'd say, Hey, do the vector file for the logo. And they'd be like, I got a scan of a business card that has it on it. You know, and back then I'd say, well, why didn't you get a professional logo? And they go, well, you know, Fiverr wasn't a thing back then. I mean, you know, Craigslist, maybe you lose a hundred bucks and you know, you never get your logo, but there were not, there weren't options. It was either you figure it out yourself or you go to a firm and it's $30,000. Most small right. businesses don't have that. And certainly not in Northern Virginia and DC, there weren't firms back then. So, you know, I said, well, we should really start a business that 
aids and kind of fills in that gap. And, and that's what we've kind of been doing since then. So um, Metronova has been going full time for five years now. Um, I left one of those print shops. My daughter, our second child was a month old. Um, I think we, we joke now my wife was too tired to leave me. <laughs> But, uh, you know, quit, quit my job and, and just took a chance and said, let's, it's time to do this. Um, my family moved to Fredericksburg three years ago. It was the best decision we've ever made in our entire lives. I mean, hands down, you know, we, we always knew we loved the city. Um, 10 years ago, we used to come down here before we had kids and all that stuff. And uh, we'd go to um, graffiti art shows and stuff at Spaghetti Project. Um, oh, yeah, I remember that. Show. Yeah, yeah, so we would go hang at Spaghetti Project. Um, me with Tony uh, Samantelli, who was uh, he would come into town a lot, and then um, through that group, you know, after the shows, we'd all migrate <laughs> to the other side of town and go to Blarney Stone for a drink, and then we met these this funky couple across the street uh, named the Ponzes. So we met, yep. you know, when they first really got open, and um, so we would hang out with them, and they have a little secret garden in the back, you know, of the shop, and so it was just this cool community that we were like. When we get a chance, that's that's where we're going, and that's what we did, you know. And uh, it's just been a blessing, and we just felt at home right away. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I think it's interesting to have you on this because um, you're not a brick and mortar, really, because you're you're on the second floor. Can you tell people where you're located, um, just so they get an idea of where you are on Main Street? Yeah, so we are um, at four fifteen A William. Uh, so. We're like William and Edward, kind of where her camp is. Um, we're on the third floor of the building above Spaces Design Studio. We're right next to Joshua Lawrence. Uh, I'm frequently awkwardly waving at them as they walk by <laughs> their window. They've um, done an episode with us too. So yeah, you're I in good love, company. I love them. They're great. So uh, yeah, uh, we've been here just over a year downtown. And a big part of that was um, when we first moved to running the business from the home office and saying, you know, there are is this amazing community downtown and, and there are these amazing opportunities and projects that are available and I'm not getting a chance to do these things. And I said, well, I certainly can't be mad about it from my basement. So um, the next day I set out and I stumbled upon uh, this space, uh, just pure luck, pure luck, honestly. Um, but dove right in, you know, and just and got my hands dirty with the neighborhood and um, started doing some projects and it's just been great. You've done a lot of projects. Have you find that the visibility helped you? Like having the location and the physical space definitely connected you with more business people? Um, I think so too. I think uh, being unnecessarily large also helps because people probably just see me like walking like Bigfoot down the streets and they just, you know, start repetitively like, there's that guy. Um, but no, I think, I think being downtown and having this space and um, just having the opportunity to reach out and, and talk to people, you know, and hear stories and um, has just made a world of difference. You know, I, um, I frequently tell younger business owners that if you can afford it, if it's, if it's within the budgetary constraints to get a brick and mortar space, you know, if you make it work, it's phenomenal. I mean, really, you know, the 10th, I do this 10 steps of developing a brand and, and step 10 is community. And, and it's so important to, to, you know, get your anchor in and, and get to work. It's so funny because you talk about being so large in, in downtown and I'm probably the opposite end. <laughs> I'm like the smaller end. So between the two of us, we're like both the spectrums of, of the business owners. downtown. <laughs> Cause I'm only about five foot. So I think people recognize me cause I'm just so small and stuff. Um, so do, do you find that when you talk to a lot of people, I'm sure that want to start businesses or even have businesses. I mean, I find that even when I started my business, I mean, I had a real, um, you know, amateur way of working with Illustrator and that's how I came up with my logo, you know? Mm. And I did myself just to get it out there. And, and around that time there was like Vista print. So I was able to like make marketing material, but you know, not, clean, not polished. This episode was brought to you by Skin Touch Therapy Spa. We're a boutique spa located in downtown Fredericksburg and Culpeper, Virginia. We offer massage, skincare, and natural nail services. Schedule online or purchase a gift certificate for someone to enjoy. Spa local. Um, so do you find that you know, now there's more of a space where there's a, a young entrepreneur and they could go to you and get reasonable price, get mm -hmm. good design, get good marketing. Um, 
or are you finding that also other people are doing it and then you're kind of doing the cleanup back end work or both? Like you're happy to take, you know, whatever to help with it, whoever. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, it's an interesting perspective of the last five years of running this full time. You know, early on, it was a lot of, um, hey, man, I got 50 bucks and I'll buy you a case of beer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, even even running Metro Nova full time, it was there was some situations where it was just like, OK, you know, I got to work with, you know, because you have to build that portfolio of work. So now now I think the business is in a position where um, we're not necessarily getting a lot of clients that have DIYed and then come back and said, all right, we, we should have done this. You know, we're not seeing too much of that. Um, we do offer like a refresh because sometimes somebody will go on Fiverr and, you know, they'll get a logo and, but they didn't get all the files and, um, you know, so we'll help them out with some of that stuff. But, you know, we, we are seeing a lot of people that are getting started and they're just saying, hey, I'm getting started and somebody said, you're the guy that we, we got to talk to you first. Um, and that, you know, part of that is because we put together packages that kind of help people hit the ground running. Um, that are really reasonable for small business. Yeah, and you know, and it's, and it's fortunate that we're, that we're able to do that. And a lot of people say, well, you know, how can you run a business and you know, you're, you're only charging this amount of money and somebody else might charge double that. I said, well, I've spent a really long time being a decent human being. Uh, and an, an amazing thing happens when you put out, you know, good into the world, good things happen to you. And, and we're, we're afforded the ability to offer these kind of smaller packages to these entrepreneurs at a fair price, because we do have larger clients, you know, we do have government contractors where we're, you know, hand creating their, um, employee handbooks and stuff, you know, I mean, we're hand doing everything, hand illustrating, typesetting, you know, we've got, you know, the Gunston Hall website, you know, we have these much larger clients that afford us the ability to, to help and assist because, you know, my, my thing is, is a well, um, you know, a well-prepared small business becomes a well-prepared large business. So, uh, you know, we're just happy to be along for the ride and it's kind of cool because I think you see it more as you have the diversity in business and some of the smaller business is kind of your community work, right? Like you're outreaching, you're kind of in, not incubating, but you're kind of giving them a little bit of a help, you know, because you know they don't have it because you have a diverse portfolio of different accounts, right? That keeps you kind of healthy. That yeah. Way, right? um, so let's talk a little bit because of COVID. I know you did a lot of things behind the scenes that I thought was really interesting that you were, you know, helping out with community, um, helping out with downtown. So, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, you're not a brick and mortar, so you were able to still kind of work uh, within that, even though maybe people might not be in the office, they were probably at home or you were working, but you were still pretty active, right? And you, you did something with like, you know, participating with gift cards with other businesses. Can you talk a little bit about that during COVID? Yeah. So um, really it was, you know, like end of February, March, um, when things were starting to get kind of hairy. And I said, you know, our downtown people are, are, are going to get hit really hard with this. This is going to be pretty tough on them. And, you know, I just kind of sat and thought like, well, somebody has to do something. Um, it should be me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of that idea of like, somebody should do something. And then you go, I'm somebody, you know? Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was just like, what can I do within my power right now? Like in my ability, what can I do to help put some cash flow, something, you know, inspire something, and I, so I came up with the I Heart of Bird Biz. I don't know if I probably have it. Right. So we got the. Yep, there it is. That guy. <laughs> I've definitely seen it on cars around town. Yeah, um, so sure. um, I made the logo uh, and then, you know, build out a um, landing page on our website uh, for an e-commerce platform. Um, Brian over at Illusions Wraps was nice enough to make the stickers. And then, um, Drew over at um, Press for Ink, uh, also a local business here, was amazing and printed t-shirts, you know, at a really re reasonable rate. And, you know, so I was thinking, well, we can sell, like, if you donate, you know, some money, we'll, we'll mail you a shirt and a sticker. I love a burgers. And I thought, well, we'll use the money and we'll just buy gift cards from, you know, businesses downtown. And, um, you know, just to be nice. And then we were, the idea was like, we're, we're just going to then give the gift cards away or let the business owner, you know, do a raffle, you know, try to get some social media stuff going for them. And um, so we started doing that and very quickly, 
um, it became a safety thing where I was physically going and like getting the gift cards and it very quickly, cause my, what we were expecting our third child, it was like, this is, this is not safe. It's not safe for me. It's not safe for the business owners. So we kind of switched and said, I'll buy the gift card, you know, online or over the phone. But then we just told the businesses, like, just give the gift cards to, if you have a, a regular that got furloughed, you know, just give it to them. And we don't want anything in return. We don't need you to tell it, you know, that we did it. it really, it's just, I wanted to kind of create this cultural of caring and giving downtown. Right. To remind people, even through this dark time of COVID, like, we all love each other and this is why we're doing it. So I, I kind of figured we'll make a couple hundred bucks. We ended up almost doing... I think like $3,700. Wow. Great. I mean, we have people from Arlington all the way down to Virginia beach, like ordering t-shirts and um, you know, it was just such a, it was such a special project to be a part of and just so amazing to, um, to see, you know, people jump in with it. I, it was, I couldn't be happier with how it turned out, you know, and just to be able to be a tiny part of that was pretty special. I think that was what's really was interesting about that time. I think a lot of businesses, you know, were closing one door, but opening another and seeing like what was in their wheelhouse for them to give or offer. It wasn't about money. It was just, it was about community. Um, but then they found that people really supported it in, in spades a little bit, which is really cool. A few, a few different people, a few different business owners downtown told me through that process they're like you know I've been here for years I've never had this much communication with my neighboring businesses where they're oh, right. calling me every day like are you okay it was just really special to see that happening you know and um I just got lucky that I <laughs> couldn't sleep one night and made a really neat logo that people seemed to like did you I think there was more than that than just the logo but the design was very good I mean there's something for good design um that makes it appealing for everyone but also people love Fredericksburg. So I think if you left Fredericksburg and then you're somehow connected and they saw it through social media, that's how they wanted to support, which I think was great too. Do you, do you find that businesses when they were closed that they rethought about their marketing, their logo, and they reached out and was like, Oh, since I'm closed, I've always wanted to do this. Um, you know, and, and they reached out that way for business. Yeah. What we saw, um, Early on, specifically, you know, and there was some um, uh, local grant money and stuff that went out. And so, you know, businesses were able to um, use some of that. You know, we were able to redo the, we built the One More Taco um, website, the one they have currently, and kind of made it a, a much more user-friendly online ordering. You know, just just kind of that um, the user experience is so important, you know. And so we were able to do that when um, we were able to redo the um, Spencer Devon website which was uh, amazing, um, super fun. And again, you know, because they had done, they had adjusted their business and started doing beer delivery, you know? And so we were able to use that tech grant money to, to put together a product for them. So I saw a lot of that, like, especially in the food um, industry, like how can we evolve right now in the moment, you know, where maybe we're not, this isn't going to be a new massive equitable part of the business. However, this is a bandaid that's going to keep us, you know, together. And, and, and so we saw a lot of really interesting shifts, um, not here, not just here in Fredericksburg, but really everywhere. You know, you see uh, restaurants becoming grocery stores was, you know, right. some of the really cool stuff where, Hey, I'm going to get dinner. And could you throw in some bread and lettuce? While you're at it? I mean, you know, people were just doing their thing and it was, it was kind of cool. Yeah, I think that's why I think I wanted you to be honest because you did so much back-end support because so many business owners were pivoting or trying to figure out a new way of doing something. Restaurants, um, for sure. Um, And we'll talk about like the QR codes and the menu because I think you did a lot of it locally um, to just help people adjust because I think so much in terms of their standard operating procedures changed you know know? yeah and they really had to adjust and you know the I'm sure restaurateurs like that's not in their wheelhouse to have technology or have graphic design to relay and communicate what Mm -hmm. those changes were right and you still wanted as a business owner you still wanted the experience that you want to provide and, and that customer service. And then it's on to you that then you have to translate that into visuals, wording, text, and, and the technology. So 
Um, so talk a little bit about that. Let's go into, you know, how you were able to, did you, with the QR codes, like it was happening in Richmond. Uh, did you see that in other places or were you like, and, and then brought it here or how did that come about where you're like, oh, like we need to get people doing this? Um, well, to, to start, I, I want to make a t-shirt for myself that says make QR codes cool again, because like I was devastated a million years ago when they were like, these are stupid. And everyone made fun of QR codes. I was like, no, they're amazing. Don't, <laughs> don't throw them away. I promise they'll be one day they'll return <laughs> and be relevant. Um, and, and it was in that kind of, you know, you, you said there was a lot of the back end components of, of everyone trying to pivot. Um, I spent um, a ton of time really just being a sounding board, I think, um, whether that was they, you know, business owners downtown um, already worked with us or if they just kind of felt like, you know, he's the guy, he's nice and I can talk to him and bounce ideas. Like I was kind of just, I listened a lot. Um, and what I heard, especially from the restaurants, a lot was every penny counts right now. And just kind of going through, you know, some of the regulations of COVID and trying to figure out like, well, you know, because in, in graphic design, people don't think it's not just about making something pretty. It's about solving problems and communicating. Like those are the fundamentals of design is solve a problem, communicate. And then if you're good, make it visually appealing, right? Right. Um, and so I said, okay, well, you know, let's find a problem and create a solution. And so the problem being money. Uh, specifically in the restaurant industry and the solution being, well, the reason they're spending so much money is because they have to print these paper menus that aren't a good visual experience when people are so limited in their ability to go out and, and eat. When they finally get that opportunity to sit down, do they want this crummy, like the toner is missing, you know, and the, it doesn't look nice. Like that's, that's not a great consumer experience. And that hinders that brand experience in that restaurant. And so I thought, okay, and they're having to do that because they have to throw away the menu after every customer. So now they're doing a ton of, they're throwing away a ton of money by printing stuff, they're making a ton of waste, which is not great for the environment, you know? And so I said, how can we create a product that's gonna be visually appealing to create a nice dining experience for the user, um, utilize technology so you're not creating waste and it's a one-time thing so you're not spending additional money. And then, so I came up with the QR code tents, um, which we uh, we run on PVC and they're, you know, heat bends, so there's little tables, but they're laminated. So you can spring them down and, you know, clean them up after everyone's used. They're reusable, they're clean. And it's, um, especially what we do is take the design aesthetic of the website that it's gonna go to and mimic that on the tent so that you have this kind of like fluid immersive experience of scan and then it's right there, pulls up the menu right there. They can scroll down. I mean, it's just this beautiful, really, um, you know, nice situation and, and it's been doing great. You know, people were really excited about it and it's saving them money and, and you know, maybe saving an employee, you know, you never know. Um, and so I, I just actually checked the ones for uh, sunken well and Spencer Devin, um, we did tents for them. I just checked the QR links and I, I think it's like pushing 6,000 scans. So if you think about, you know, even if you took 10, you know, some of that off and say conservatively, it was 5,500 customers. That's 5,500 sheets of paper they didn't throw away. You right. know? So, I mean, there's just this really interesting way of looking at it. And it was just such a cool moment that, you know, QR codes are cool again. <laughs> First, I, I doubt you should say again, because I don't know if they were cool in the first place, because I was definitely one of those like, what is this and why? why? But what, so I have a question there and you could give me insight. Before you would have to download a QR code reader, right? Mm -hmm. And was it because now it's just part of the phone and part of the camera that has made QR codes like more consumer friendly? Because I think before it was like really like techie. You had to have your own app. You got to pull that up. You got to know what it was. You and have you like know. the lighting has to be right. And yeah, so and I, now I think it's just easier where it, you know, like in your steps, it's like three right. steps, like pull mm -hmm. up your camera, take a picture of this and then hit that button and boom, there's the menu. You and, know? and the beautiful thing about the technology is you don't even have to take the picture. You can right. literally hold the phone up and it'll just pop up and say, do you want to go here or, you know, and it's just this really 
Cool. Yeah, because I mean, back in the day, it definitely it was like you were trying to get the lighting right, like your tire pressure had to be okay. It, was, <laughs> <laughs> it had to be a Tuesday. I don't. It was. It was terrible. But uh, when did that update? Like, when did that update in the phones? I honestly, like, I honestly have no idea. Because I just realized, like, obviously now I see more QR codes, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, this is why it makes it easier, and I'm okay doing it this way. But before, when it yeah. first came out, I was like, oh no, this is never gonna going to stick. App and like downloading some shady looking app that like because <laughs> there was a big push like put these qr codes on everything like if you print a like a flyer mm -hmm. or a brochure it just put it on you know um and it didn't really fly <laughs> the technology that really made a big difference and made it available like made it even better now is um the introduction of dynamic qr codes and so um, a lot of the reasons I think that the failure of QR codes that originally happened is because you would think like you would make a QR code and it'd be for, you know, skin touch therapy, massage, like book a massage, right? And that was it. And you printed that on 2000 postcards. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my goodness, this is wrong or something. Now you can't use that QR code. Like that's just for that. And right. now you can create one QR code and go on to the back end of your dashboard and change what link it goes to. You don't have to reprint anything. So you can utilize 10,000 postcards. So, you know, you get that bulk rate pricing, get that lower cost, and you know, hey, this month we're gonna send a thousand out and we're gonna make that code go to this landing page. Next month, same postcard, send it out, but it's gonna go to this landing page and you can change it. And so the dynamic uh, QR code really, I think, brought in a whole new dynamic of marketing capabilities. That okay, that makes there. sense. And like, as a business owner, I would not know that. And that's why it's, so, it's good to have someone like you. This is all the backend tech stuff yeah. um, that are kind of really awesome. Okay, so restaurants embrace this. How do you feel like would other industries feel like they could pick it up more like other categories of businesses, whether retail? Yeah. So we have a client um, up in Woodbridge. They're a, a popcorn business. Uh, they sell popcorn up in Woodbridge. And one thing that we're going to do with them is he wants to send um, us a box with samples to like a real estate office. Right. So this nice pretty box shows up and they open the lid and on the inside of the lid is a, QR code and you can scan the code. And then it's this nice video of David. Hey, I'm David. Um, you know, I just wanted to send you guys a sample box. I'd really love, you know, the opportunity to see if you, you know, want to use us for thank you gifts for your clients, whatever, you know, a nice personalized video, right? Because video converts so great. Um, you know, and then what we're doing is then also putting little chips inside the box that has a QR code that says like scan here to order this flavor, you know, so employees can. So we're utilizing the technology in a lot of different ways coming up, I think. It's, it's kind of exciting. That's um, kind of cool. Yeah. And we're actually doing them, we're do, using them now. So um, we're doing another community project, which we started today, um, using QR codes. So we can, if, if you want to talk about that a little later. But yeah, well, talk about it now, because I think it's a good transition. Yeah. Um, so, um, during the COVID kind of, I heard of Berg Biz program I, I also again like kind of coming up with ideas of how we can be supportive and and things like that at the end of it everyone's like great that was amazing so what's next and <laughs> I was like I'm, I'm gonna take a nap like I'm exhausted <laughs> I just did you know this was really a lot of it was so much more work than I really had bargained on um, and you just had a baby and and then, and then, well, and, then and then we had a baby <laughs> so it was it was just it was it was a ton but people said you know I mean we we want to see what you're going to do next. And um, I have, I've had this idea for quite a long time. And, and I was talking with, um, you know, April over at River Rock and, and just, we were uh, working on a project for them. And I said, you know, hey, I'm going to float this by you just because she also said, what are you going to do next for? You know? So, um, and I said, well, I've got this idea, you know, again, talking to business owners about, hey, what's, what's bugging you? What's hurting you? You know, what are, what are your pain points? And a lot of them said, hey, you know, we've got a heck of a lot of foot traffic because people are cooped up and they just want to get out and stroll, right? Which is great, but nobody's coming inside. You know, and I think that there's, especially right now, there's this idea that people don't want to go into a business unless they're being purposeful, right? They don't want to just go in and wander. They, they want to make Someone, sure. Caroline Morris of Kimmins was just talking about that about yeah. how they feel guilty to just come in if they're not going to buy something. And yeah. she was saying, 
no, like come in, you know, but go on. It's so exactly. funny because there's these, a lot of common themes within these episodes. And yeah. like, I, it's like, I could write a whole book now that I'm talking to different people, but that is one theme, <laughs> um, but go on and talk about that. People were, mm-hmm. and, and that, and, and that's a misnomer and it's good to, to get that out there. Like go in and shop. They would love to see your face. And, and that's a show of support too, yeah. you know? Exactly. And so, um, so what I wanted to do was, um, you know, create a brand experience that we could work with downtown and Main Street and tourism, you know, economic vitality group and all that stuff and push people. Um, and the idea is that, you know, if you're strolling downtown, there's going to be this really beautiful, vibrant graphic that says scan and love <laughs> code on the door of the business. Right. And you kind of go, what is, you know, and you'll scan it with your phone. And now you're standing in front of this business, right? So we'll use Skin Touch as an example. You're standing out front of Skin Touch Therapy. You're like, oh, I don't really know what's, you know, I'm not really sure. Oh, let's scan this. And now you hold up your phone, you scan it. <laughs> and a video will pop up on your on your phone of Brian standing in front of Skin Touch. So it's like you're staring at you, telling an experience of, hey, I'm Brian. I'm the owner of Skin Touch. You know, here's what we do here. Um, we've been in business downtown for X amount of years. And the reason I really love this city and why we feel so amazing about being a part of this community is, you know, and then we'll have some B-roll footage, interior shots and stuff like that. And what it's doing is creating, you know, breaking down this barrier of the door, right? Um, Creating this immersive experience where now that user on the sidewalk who may have just been like, no, I'm just gonna walk by is now going like, oh, oh, that store's beautiful in there. Like, and this, they have cool products and hey, maybe we should, go in, you know, because you're creating this emotional experience with storytelling and, and branding is an emotional experience. I mean, it's exactly, yeah. that's, you know, most people say, oh, branding and it's, I'm brand, no, it's not the logo. You know, that's a, it's an aspect of the dynamic of it. You know, I, I, I say branding is two elements, the visual and the voice and the visual is the logo and website and graphics and colors. But the voice is just the emotional storytelling. It's that emotional connection to the product or service. That's really what the brand is. And when an emotional connection happens, a consumer is almost 80% more likely to support that brand. And so the idea is that they'll watch this video, have some sort of emotional connection and feel comfortable um, coming in to the store. The other option also will have, it'll be on Main Street's YouTube page. And so below each video, we'll have some subsidiary copy and a link to online shop. So if they do want to support you, they can still do it online if they're not comfortable coming in. That is awesome because I think it's it's interesting. And I think you and I were kind of in the same way. Like we know that if there's an emotion, <coughs> excuse me, emotional connection, that then people are willing to support. And sometimes it's just knowing the story behind things. Um, and I think we're both out to get the message out for people. But I love how this is so visual and interactive. And it reminds me, what's that movie with like Tom Cruise, where there's like all these videos. It's Minority like, Report and he's- Yes, it's like in the future. <laughs> um, but it's a little bit about that. It's like how to take these old storefronts yeah. and how to give someone that experience. They don't have to go home to, you know, experience it. While they're walking around, it could be done right there because everybody now has a phone. So it's a, like a bit of a glimpse of the future too. Yeah. Um, and super creative because I don't think, you know, there's a lot of Main Street that's, that's all doing that, right? So I think you're really pioneering something. Thank you. Yeah, it's been exciting, you know, and we um, we went after a couple of grants and I found out that um, in like the last half decade or something like that, like nobody's ever made it to the top five of the pitch contest thing. Like no one's ever made it to the top five for technology. Uh-huh. The first ones to like advance to the next round of like getting some state funded help you know so it's just I think I think it kind of surprised a lot of people like oh that's a really interesting you know way of storytelling you know and it ties in with Main Street's effort of, of acti- activating storefronts you know and, um, you know so yeah I mean I'm I think it's gonna be really cool I, I, I uh, I'm working with um, obviously Metro Nova Creative is the primary on the project, but we're um, working with Jamie Garza from Ignite Cinema. Um, he's, uh, he's working with me and, you know, he's amazing at video. I mean, there's just nobody else that I would want, you know, when we got the hint of this being okay, he was my first call. That's awesome. But we're just, we're just really excited to, to jump in and help everyone out. 
I love how downtown is really collaborative and um, it really is. I mean, it's, it's, it's small, but not that small because I've been to smaller downtowns. It's actually a, a bigger downtown than most. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like the energy and the way the business owners, how we collaborate and talk to each other is and really supportive. Um, that is very unique. I feel like in, in the situation um, uh, of our downtown, which is why I love it too, uh, which is really cool. Have you found that experience? Yeah. I mean, this is just, you know, it's, it's so strange, you know, like downtown is, it's a tiny city, you know, it's, it's not a little downtown. It's, um, it's such an interesting culture. Um, and it's very, you know, dynamic. Um, I think there's, um, you know, wide spectrums and backgrounds and stuff like that. And I think it's pretty interesting and, and diverse. And, um, but really, you know, I mentioned earlier when we moved down here three years ago, um, it was just like immediately best decision, you know, and we live just outside of downtown. We're about five minutes outside um, on the Spotsy side. And, but I, um, I grew up in Woodbridge, you know, in Northern Virginia and stuff. And I mean, there are people that I've been friends with for 15 years and I'd see them and it'd be like, how's work? Or, you know, that would be it. It was just like, how's work? And there's people I knew for, I met them the second time in Fredericksburg, you know, and they'd be like, you know, how's Jackson? Is he enjoying Spotswood Elementary? Who do you get from kindergarten? I mean, it's just like a totally different way of life and a different culture. Um, you know, manners are a thing here, <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, you know, is just so important to me, um, especially being, you know, a father raising three kids. Uh, we knew we needed our children to be in an area where um, people had some manners, you know, and, and please and thank you and yes, ma'am and yes, sir. And those are important. I, I love that too. It was funny because I think, I think Fredericksburg affords us to have a work-life balance, right? Yeah. To be able to have your own business, but also a family too, um, and balance that. I think that's one big thing. Uh, one thing being a New Yorker coming down here, I definitely realized that like when you pass someone on the street and you engage in a conversation, I think in New York, it's very cordial and fast. It's like, oh, you're great, good. Okay, you know, and then you're done. And here, people have conversations. They really want to like talk and know. (laughs) And and I had to adjust for that. I had to be like, okay, you know, like I'm here to talk to them for, you know, a good couple of minutes. Uh, Definitely longer than like a New York minute, I think. So uh, things things slow down a little bit down here, you know, and that was hard for me too, the adjustment. Um, I think it was both... um, an advantage and an adjustment because I, you know, when we were up North work is it and that's it. Right. You know, and I was doing 16, 17 hours a day, six days a week for a year and a half. And I, I say like, if I'd stayed up there, I would have died. I mean, there, there's no way I can, you know, keep up that pace. Um, and so coming down here, I had this like fast Northern Virginia work ethic <laughs> And like even some, you know, vendor partners and stuff where I'm like, is that done? Or like, dude, it's been a day. And I'm like, I know it's been a whole day. And so I had to learn also how to kind of like ease that pace back, you know, or like a customer would say, hey, is that done? I'm like, I'm so sorry. You know, I know it's not done. Or like, I mean, it was fine. I was mostly just like, are you okay? Are you good? You know, so um, I think it was, it was definitely an adjustment for me you know, and it still is to this day, like remembering it's okay if it gets done tomorrow, like nobody's going to be mad. All right. You know, so that's been really special. Like you said, this, this area affords you that ability to just go home and turn off and like hang with your kids for a little bit, you know, and, um, and that never would have happened anywhere else. I don't think at least not up North. That's awesome. So talk about what you're planning, like besides the, these videos to activate storefronts, um, what else do you have planned for your business in, in the holidays or in the new year? Yeah. Um, so just like in 2008, uh, with COVID, I realized there's gonna be a lot of people that lost businesses and we're going to start, you know, start or lost their jobs and, we're going to start a business out of necessity. And so, um, you know, as I was doing bird biz and, and working on these community projects, I was also kind of setting up products and features for the business that would 
um, you know, keep our doors open too, uh, because it's not all about community. Like I, you know, have to run a business too. And so right. we, we put together some products and stuff that have been really, really, really popular for people. Um, you know, we've got a startup special where they're going to get a logo, a custom three page WordPress website, and we'll do their Facebook profile and cover photo. And it's one price, um, 2,500, super easy, and it's really affordable for people. And the idea is that it allows them to scale, you know, kind of ease into that situation and yep. scale their business as needed. And, you know, and um, we started doing one thing that we never did before, and we only build in, in WordPress. Uh, we primarily work, you know, specifically work in WordPress. We never did landing pages before. You know, we'd say, I mean, if you don't want to do a three, four, five page website, you know, um, but we saw more and more and more people going, I need something, but I can't afford a five page website. So we, we launched a new service of just, Hey, we'll build you a beautiful custom landing page um, that at least gets you some credibility online and gets you started, you know, and that's so important. And it'll have the call to action. It'll have a call, contact form and it'll have those things in there. And then as you're ready and your business scales and you start building equity, you can, you know, then we can adjust and, and scale that website. So that's kind of what we've been doing, just kind of um, reevaluating a lot of our products and services and seeing how we can be more inclusive for every type of business owner. Um, and that includes, you know, on the marketing side of things too, you know, we're starting to add in the email marketing and MailChimp management and social media. And, you know, we're doing design subscriptions now because people were like, you know, I love Canva, but it drives me crazy and I can't do the one thing. And, you know, so we have people say, hey, do you do design subscriptions where we just pay you a flat rate and say, these are the three or four things I need done this month. Can you just do it? And we do it, right. you know? So that's how I've been doing um, some of our, our preparation just right now. Um, it's been successful and, and we're excited, you know, um, as far as uh, new community projects, I don't have anything. <laughs> I think I'm going to take a little bit of a break after this. Yeah. You one. can take a breath on that. What? Um, yeah. You know, and, and another, you know, we're, um, most people don't know, but I'm, I'm also on the board for Black Lives Matter here in uh, Fredericksburg. And so um, really, really excited uh, last week. Um, a big part of my role on the board is, is really just kind of adjusting um, BLM with the brand message and, and kind of helping them establish a little bit. You know, my thing was like, you know, the processing is important and you have a seat at the table and now we're having conversations and those things are really, really important and valuable. But another aspect of that is telling people we're also here to build a better community together. And, and to do the story or to kind of make it more concise. Exactly. And so um, our first big project got uh, pushed through, got funding. We're good to go. I'm really excited. We are actually uh, working with Jimmy and Angela over at the Knowledge Exchange. Uh, they're a nonprofit here in the area that provides affordable um, tutoring online, privatized tutoring online to um, students. And it's amazing, an amazing program. They're really trying to change the culture of education and tutoring in this, in this area. And so we actually are um, sponsoring uh, 11 students for six months of tutoring. So wow. yeah, yeah. So that was pretty cool. So um, a lot of things going on. Uh, I'm, I'm looking that. forward to just kind of stepping back and, and focusing on the business a little bit. Um, but we're, you know, we're here and uh, excited to help anybody that might need it. I love it. I love it too, because you, you're really tailoring it for so any business at any stage, you're really there and can help. I mean, that's because you're small that you can adjust, you know, you can kind of just say, what are your needs? And I have this package and you've always been like that for us. Um, just talking about like, what are your needs? And this is, you know, what we can do too. I, I think that's really cool. And it, it, it's interesting that you bring up because there, I feel like there are a lot of tools that are out there for business owners. Like mm -hmm. there is Canva, there is Vistaprint, um, you know, there's Wix and all these websites and things like that. But one thing that I found as a business owner that eventually you're, you can kind of hobble those things a little bit that can get you by, right? But when you start to start scaling or your business grows bigger, you do need someone that is a professional mm -hmm. that, that, that can tie everything together. But there's a lot of things that's on the back end um, in terms of SEOs and marketing that, you know, there just isn't that and a professional helps you navigate that, you know? Yeah, and that's, you know, something that I did four years ago, probably, um, 
in, it changed the dynamic of my business 100%. And it's something that we utilize for our marketing clients today is um, the remembrance that it's social media and not sales media. And so, so many small business owners go, marketing, okay, buy the thing. And then nobody buys the thing. And they go, why did anybody buy the thing? And I go, well, last time when you were on Facebook and the 95 people ask you to buy LuLuRoe leggings, did you? <laughs> right. And they went, no, it got annoying and I hit it. I'm like, okay. So a big part of my strategy four years ago was understanding, you know, I need to look at um, what we're doing empathetically. You know, empathy is such a massive part of growing a business. And, and a lot of people think, you know, sympathy and empathy is kind of the same thing. You know, empathy is, you know, you have to have the ability to put yourself in their position. So for me, it was like, if there are all these business owners that I want as clients, but they can't afford my services right now, they're going to need to do DIY a little bit. You know, I would much rather give them free, valuable education and resources, blog posts, videos. I do a lot of classes with UMW. You know, they've got their startup incubator. I'm doing courses there for them. I do all of this to give people the valuable tools that they'll need to navigate those paths that you talked about. And then when they're in the ability, you know, when they're in the position to have the ability then to go, okay, we've hit the end of the road. We've scaled all we can go. Now it's time to invest back and redo this website and launch it, you know, this way, you know, hopefully a byproduct of, of being a decent person and helping them along the way would be that they pick up the phone and call me. And, and again, it's that emotional connection, right? They, right. they learned all these great things through what I'm doing in videos and content and blogs, and they're excited about growing their business. And that's, you know, all the butterflies and, um, you know, and, and, and that's kind of, once I switched from like pushing products to pushing value i mean everything changed that changed i mean that is a really good tip and it's uh, for for business owners it is it's that is great it, it, it's really true people yeah. sometimes buy because of the connection and that's what we've been talking about throughout this this interview um i also think that when you're a, a, a small business or when you're just starting out you a you don't have enough to pay a lot of people so you're doing a lot of it yourself but eventually you, you start to get bigger and things kind of adjust that then you're kind of building your team, right? And then you're like, okay, Dan's my man for this and I have a good team there. And, and that's how really businesses grow is, is when you have found that team of people to do and execute kind of what you need for your own business vision too, so. Absolutely, and, and I do you know, some brand consulting and business consulting here and there. Um, and, you know, something in, in working with so many entrepreneurs and startups and stuff, I say, guys, there's, there's two pieces of really, really valuable information. Um, one, earmuffs children. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> it's just be a decent person and treat your customers the way you want to be treated. Live through empathy. Step one. Step two, delegate what you're good at so you can excel at what you're great at. Right. Something that business owners struggle with so much is they want to, it's their baby and they want to do all, you know, and it's like, you can't, that's not, that's not scalable. There, there's only so much equity you have as a human being, you know, in your day, like you have to figure it out, get it right, put someone in that position that's good enough or, or as good or if not better, preferably better than you so that you can keep doing what you're doing, you know, and right. focus on growing that business. And everyone has their strengths and skill sets in certain ways. And so that's why you're just kind of, it's kind of being a business owner, you kind of have to self-reflect and see where you're lacking and then feel like, okay, then I need to hire and fill in. And those, I think successful business owners realize that. And then that's how they create that team behind them to get what's done. It's an ego check. Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. You know, I, I, I hate the fact that like, I don't get to do fun design projects. You know, like I just wanted to make a logo company, man. But, um, you know, I still get to do some of the logos that, that that's like my one piece that I'm like, I'm not ready, you know, but a lot of the, you know, the website builds and the production design stuff and all the marketing things, I don't get to do any of the fun stuff anymore, but I've got, <laughs> you know, an amazingly talented design staff here. Um, they're, they're just the best that I could ever ask for. And, and they're so much better at me, better than me at so many things um, that I'm just really fortunate that, that I found them and that they're willing to um, put up with me. 
That's awesome. So, okay, so let's wrap it up because I think there's so many good things within this. Tell how, you know, I'm sure a lot of business owners are probably watching this um, and soon to be business owners, I'm sure, because they're saying this is a good time, uh, like the last recession, if you're thinking about starting a business, uh, that this might be a good time to do it. Mm -hmm. How do they find you? Can you give us your website as well as your social media handles? Um, so then they could kind of reach out if they were thinking that they need your help. Yeah, absolutely. So um, our website is metronovacreative.com. Um, there's a ton of um, resources under the articles page. If you guys want to check that out, there's a lot of stuff that'll help you. Um, you can find us on Facebook, just looking up Metronova Creative. Uh, we're on Instagram, MNC Brands, um, Twitter, Pinterest, actually. Uh, a lot of people... That's a secret one. Uh, business, uh, Pinterest for business is on the uptick. Pinterest overtook Twitter globally for the number four spot. So um, yeah, I mean, any, any way that you guys want to reach out, uh, you, can, you can even email me, dan at metronovacreative.com. Um, I'm happy to sit down and have a conversation with anybody and, and just kind of, you, know, um, you know, put you on the path forward and hopefully we can work together and if not, I'm, I'm always there. You know, I always say if, uh, if it's not a fit, a good fit right now, I'm always here if you have a question. I think so too. Uh, and I love to hear that card honking in the back because you really are downtown. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. part of the atmosphere. That's part of being downtown, you know. Um, well, yeah, awesome, Dan. Camp Park. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thanks for your time. It was really good to chat. And I can't wait to look forward to these uh, activated storefronts. And I'm, I'm sure people are going to see more QR codes coming down the line then. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Brian. I really appreciate it. it was, uh, I had a blast. This is super fun. All right. Thanks, Dan. Thank you for listening to Behind the Register. I'm your host, Brian Lamb, and this episode was produced by Haley Harkins. Special thanks to Fredericksburg, Virginia Main Street for hosting our episode. We hope you enjoyed knowing a bit more about your local small business. Please support your local business for Small Business Saturday and this upcoming holiday season. If you like what you heard, support us. Share, comment, and give us a like. We'll catch you next time as we go Behind the Register. <laughs>